Welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining today's My Story in 30. Uh, today, we have Laika Lovani. Uh, Laika is joining us, who's going to be sharing a little bit um, about her, her journey um, as a hospital and tourism student today. So Laika, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Sure thing. So well, thanks everyone for joining in today. I'm excited to kind of give you an insight on my life <laughs> and some of the things that I've experienced over the last three years. To start, my name is Laika Lalani. As previously mentioned, I am within the Hospitality and Tourism Management Program. So I am currently in third year. I'm also currently on a co-op work term. So I work as a customer service representative at Get Quorum, which is a software as a service company. Um, we essentially help bypass laws um, and host annual general meetings for various different associations and condo corporations. So it's really cool because I get to work from home, um, wake up and work from bed type of thing. Um, in terms of other things that I currently do, I love, love, love working out. That's my go-to in order to relieve my stress. Uh, I am also involved in two other student groups. So I'm currently vice president of corporate relations for the Ryerson Hospitality and Tourism Student Society, as well as the speaker relations associate for the Ted Rogers Management Conference. Um, again, if you have any questions at all about either the student groups or any of our events or what I do in either of the roles, you're more than welcome to kind of drop that in the chat and we'll get to that at some point today in the 30 minutes. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, Leica. And I, I do want to mention that Leica has also been a winner of a lot of awards uh, and scholarships. So if you have any questions around that, feel free to drop them in the chat as well. Uh, so Leica, I want to ask you um, a little bit about your first year. Um, as we all know, that first year is that the hardest transition. So talk to me about what that first year for you was like as you entered TRSM. Of course. So to give you a little background in high school, uh, I started to get really, really involved in high school because I realized that that was my way of relieving my stress because I had a lot of things going on at home that I didn't really have a lot of say in or just I wasn't able to address them or I wasn't in control of a lot of things. So I decided to take control in other ways by getting involved in student groups and keeping myself busy. And um, so at in grade 12, when I was about close to graduating, I was almost involved in eight different student groups. It was absolutely insane. You best that I was overwhelmed and stressed out because I was also getting into university. But um, it was, I had to kind of take a step back when I was going into university because I knew first year was going to be a whole lot different than I had ever experienced. Uh, I didn't know what I was walking into essentially. I was moving to Toronto from Barrie, Ontario. I've moved quite a lot in my life. But this was my first time moving out of my mom's house and living alone. So I was all by myself in the big city. And um, besides that, I in high school, I had very, very high grades. So I had very high expectations for what to expect out of myself in university. And I always heard people say, you know what, like you should maybe lower those expectations when you're going into university because things will be different and you might not be able to get the 90s you want, you know, your expectations should go down to maybe a 70. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll see when I get there type of thing. Um, and then I got into university and let me tell you, within the first couple of weeks, I cried almost at least once a week, I called my mom. I was like, mom, I don't know if I can do this. I'm so stressed. I'm so overwhelmed. 
there's so many resources in school. I don't know where to start. Too many student groups to even begin with. Like, where do I even start looking? Um, I didn't know how to manage my time because obviously I felt as though high school didn't really prepare me too much for university. And that's where the disconnect was because I was really trying to adapt in the best way possible. So I was overwhelmed, stressed out, you best bet I was in the worst mental health condition possible. And I really just needed to seek help somehow, somewhere. So obviously my first go-to option was to go to my mom, be like, mom, where do I start? Um, and she helped me ground myself and really think about what it is that I wanted to do within university. So I made the choice to take a step back in terms of student groups and all the resources available and just observe. Because of so many things being available at Ryerson, I really just had to learn what each of them did for me so that when required at the appropriate time, I could actually take the step ahead and be like, oh, I know this is available. Why don't I try this? Um, and we'll get into that in a little bit of um, in a little bit as well in terms of what resources I use, but essentially BCH became my best friend. I was there almost every week. That's actually where I met Shab herself uh, and a lot of other career consultants as well. Um, the Academic Success uh, Center became my second best friend because there were a lot of courses that I was struggling with, um, such as economics and ITM. They were completely new to me and I just didn't know how to juggle the workload. Um, and then in terms of other things that I struggled with, I just, I wanted friends. Um, I just wanted to meet people and be able to have peers that I can reach out to. So it was a lot all at once, basically. And I was just trying to find the best way to get through and survive all of that all at once, essentially. Amazing. Um, so outside of your mom, Leica, you talked about BCH, which is the Business Career Hub and uh, the Academic Success Center. Can you talk to us a little bit more about your experience with both both of those teams? Yeah, of course. So in first year, I actually started looking out for jobs. Um, and this was not when I first got into first year. It was I had to take a little bit of time to really understand how I was going to juggle my schedule. So of course, I really started to learn about skills that I can use for uh, time management that would really help me uh, be able to not only juggle school, but also a part time job and extracurriculars because that was my goal. I wanted to get to a point where I could do everything all at once. And I wasn't there yet because I was just trying to juggle school at that point and I was struggling. So I reached out to the BCH at many times because obviously I went in my resume and my cover letter to be as good as possible when I was looking out for part time jobs. That's actually when they recommended that I should even. Um, create a LinkedIn account, which was the best thing I could do in first year, because you use it so often. And every time you meet industry professionals or peers or anybody within your network that you just want to be connected with, but maybe not on Instagram, but on more of a, a professional platform, that's where I seek to connect with them. And the BCH really instilled that in me at a very young age or early on, I would say. And that was one of the best things I could actually do so that in fourth year, I wasn't cramming four years of LinkedIn outreach into one particular year. So that's something that was super helpful. Another thing that really, really helped me um, in first year was I was put in a lot of uncomfortable situations by certain industry members or industry representatives. They weren't associated with our school at any 
cost. It was just people that I met outside of school that would try and take labor advantage of me, if that makes sense. So um, didn't want to pay me for certain work that I should have been getting paid for, et cetera, et cetera. So of course I reached out to the career consultants and I was like, hey, look, this happened. Um, I really need a job and I really need to get paid but here's the situations that situation that they put me in. I'm not sure how to move forward with it. Can you please advise um, what you recommend me to do? And so the BCH came, became really, really useful. And I started to build that connection with a lot of the business career, business career hub, um, career consultants. And I think that was probably one of my favorite things because I've gotten to meet so many incredible, incredible people from there that have that I've turned to when I needed not only life advice, but um, academic advice, social advice, or even advice for career related matters, especially career related matters, like the example that I just gave. So that's one thing that I know um, the business career have really, really helped with. Of course, um, I just wanna reiterate that the cover letter, resume, um, interview prep, they're, they're my go-to people even till today. If I need any of that advice, I will go straight to them. Um, so that's with the Business Career Hub in terms of Academic Success Center. So in first year, I had to take economics and I suck at economics, just an FYI. And so I really, really struggled with the course. Um, and before my midterm, I actually reached out to um, my student advisor and I was like, hey, look, I'm really struggling. I really don't know what to do. And it was less of a question, more of a, if I fail, can I take the class again type of thing um, to just see what my options were because that's where I was. I just needed to know what my options were at that point. So I reached out to her um, at that point, of course it was in person. So I kind of just walked into the office and I was like, hey, this is my situation. Uh, and she introduced me to the um, uh, academic, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on the word academic, Success Center. Success Center. Thank you. Um, and she's like, why don't you just go for the tutoring? It's completely free. And I was like, wait, we have free tutoring at Ryerson? And she's like, yeah, there's so many courses that are free. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's probably not that good anyways. But then this one day I went um, and they really broke down everything that I struggled to learn in one entire semester within an hour. Um, and the best part was that they were upper year students that were actually teaching us the courses. So not only was I making connections with upper year students, um, some of them were also in my grade, in my year. So it was interesting to really just see how people can be really, really good at a subject and some people can really struggle at it. it was a good learning curve for me um, because there were certain things that I was really good at that they would not be really good at. So it was like we would exchange ideas and thoughts and um, make that connection in that sense um, while still learning economics. So I found that they were really, really helpful in first year. Uh, and I still go to them till this, till this day for accounting help because like economics, I suck at accounting. So they are my go-to for it. And I can genuinely say that if I didn't go there at least once a week for the last two years, I probably would not have passed some of the courses that they've helped me with. Uh, and I'm genuinely saying that because there are some courses that I've just been really, really bad at um, and other courses that I've excelled in. So those are the two things that I would recommend. Of course, props are my third go-to. Um, I would say they would be my first in certain situations. So certain times in school, I've been really overwhelmed and really stressed. Um, and I just don't know what my next step should be, whether it's 
Uh, I don't know how to answer a question on an assignment. I don't know how to complete an assignment. I'm just utterly lost looking at the cover page and I'm like, where do I even begin? I'm not like my thoughts are everywhere. Um, whether it's, I think I deserve a better grade. Like where did I miss out on grades or, um, Hey miss, I forgot an assignment was due today. I'm really, really sorry. Can you, um, accommodate or can can we work something out because I really did not know that this assignment was due today. Um, those are my go to's for profs. Uh, and the one reason I say this is because profs are not here to get you. Um, they're, they're here to help you honestly. And if, if they don't know what's going on in your life, they're not going to be able to help you. Um, and I've learned this through firsthand experience because there are situations where I've been completely flustered because I had like six assignments due and I forgot one of them. And I approached a prof of mine, it was for a sociology class. So it was a pretty easy class um, to pass and get a decent grade in. And so it was really embarrassing because I walked into class and everyone's like, oh, by the way, your 30% uh, assignment is due today. Is everyone done? And everyone's like, yeah, we're done. Like we have so many ideas. And I was like, I didn't even start. Like, I didn't even know this was due today. And so I walked up to my prof and I was like, hey miss, I am so, so, so sorry. I literally had tears in my eyes. I was like, I'm so sorry. I did not know this was due today. Um, I really wanna say I'll get this done by tonight, but I have another class till 9 p.m. tonight. And then that leaves me with three hours and I cannot submit an assignment that's worth 30% and do just something random in three hours. I need way more time than that. Um, so she's like, hey, you know what? I've seen you answer in class and be attentive. So I'll work with you. Um, how long do you need? And truthfully, that entire week of mine was entirely packed with just the amount of things that I had to do. Um, I was participating in two different case competitions. I was volunteering my time at events. So I literally just broke it down for her and told her like, I don't have any time until next week. Um, and she ended up giving me two extra weeks to just complete that assignment. I'm not saying you'll always get two extra weeks, but um, it's worth it if you are concerned about anything to reach out to your prof and just let them know. Um, the worst you'll get told is a no. I mean, I think I'll take a no over missing out on the opportunity of getting two extra weeks to get a better grade on an assignment worth so much. So those that's kind of my input on the resources at school. Um, staff can let me know if you want me to dive into anything more in particular. Yeah, um, I'd love for you to give tips to students on how right now, you know, everything being online, how do you reach out to a professor that, you know, you've never met in person, um, you know, for Oftentimes we all have different situations and circumstances. What kind of advice could you give to somebody or tips when they are reaching out to a professor um, through email? For sure. Oh my gosh, just email them. Let them know that a lot of them have office hours and believe it or not, no one actually shows up to those office hours. I remember in first year, um, if many or many of you don't know him, his name's Tom Griffin, uh, Prof Tom Griffin. I actually reached out to him. I would go to his office hours every two weeks because I there were just certain things that I did not understand. And I was like, I need your help. Like this makes no sense to me. And he would help me give me other examples that would make, reiterate essentially the theory or something like that, which would help me understand it better. Um, and it really helped. So when it came to situations like those, I literally just went to his office hours and he told me word for word, he's like, 
you know, like not a lot of people even show up to my office hours. I just end up sitting here all by myself doing absolutely nothing. Um, probably just work waiting for someone to come in, but no one ever does. Uh, and I was like, really? No one shows up to your office hours? I thought they'd be packed. He's like, nope, no one does. Not at, not at least until midterm season or final exam season. Um, so definitely start building those relationships with your props. I know it's hard through an online platform, but you can start with turning your camera on during class. Um, asking questions during class they love when you ask questions believe it or not they will be really really excited if you have a trillion questions for them so definitely start by just turning your camera on using your audio when possible asking them questions um, and if you're in a really difficult situation where you can't turn your audio on or your camera on just email them and let them know like hey i'm in a tough situation if you don't want to email them the particular situation you can just let them know that um you're looking to have a chat and they'll let you know what their availability looks like. Even if you're not in class with them, I'm sure you can reach out to a majority of them and just say, hey, this is my situation. I need to talk, are you available? And they'll give you your their availability and then you can pick when would be the most appropriate time for you guys to meet and have that discussion essentially. Amazing, thanks Leica. I'm just gonna ask some of the questions that are starting to come through. Um, what kind of advice can you give me? I feel like I'm not doing too well in my courses uh, and I'm not too sure if I want to continue the program. So if you're in your first year, I would recommend not giving up just yet. Um, definitely, if it's something that you know right off the bat, like, okay, this is definitely not what I signed up for, sign up with um, your academic advisor, have a chat with them, let them know how you're feeling. And um, they'll be able to give you appropriate advice as to whether you should continue on or whether you should just um, take the opportunity to switch your program now. Um, if you're not doing well in courses, obviously take advantage of the resources that are available. So schedule calls with your profs. Be like, hey, I just don't understand this. We have an exam coming up in two weeks and I'm flustered. I don't know where to start. Um, that would be a good start. And also the Academic um, Success Center would be another resource that I would recommend. Um, one last thing, peers, make friends in your classes, please. Use your TED Packs, make friends in your TED Packs because those are the people you actually have classes with. Um, so you can reach out to them at any point in time and be like, hey, I'm really struggling, do you understand this? And they'll be able to assist you or at least be able to guide you um, because some things that you may not understand, they might understand really, really well and vice versa. Um, so really not just use resources that Ryerson offers, but also your TED Packs and make friends using your TED Packs so that you can um, reach out to one another, not just this year, but also in future years, because those are the people you'll be going to classes with for the next four entire years. So that would be my recommendations. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Leica. And I do want to highlight that we do have some of some of the TED Pack leaders on this call, um, and the TED Packs are running a, a game night next week. I'm just going to ask you another question. Uh, so someone says, "I wanted to go to tutoring. We've gone this question before, but I've got I want to go to tutoring, but I'm kind of scared to ask for help." Uh, where do I start? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, honestly, the relationships that you'll make, you'll end up fostering way more than 
probably the content that you will learn because most likely you'll forget the content after you finish the course. But that's fine because you'll have friends for the next four years that you can reach out to. I know that when I first went in, I was really, really nervous. Don't get me wrong. I was like, why am I going to like a place where I can get tutored for free? It's kind of embarrassing. I don't want to show my face. But the people I met there, when I tell you, I actually started going to those success centers with friends where we would be going there together for hours and just studying. Well, obviously we had certain hours so we couldn't be there for longer, but believe it or not, after those hours were over, we actually sat outside the success center and just studied. Or we would reach out to the person that was tutoring us and be like, hey man, like, can't do this without you. Can we please meet outside the success center or something? Because that's not enough time and we need more time. And they were actually nice enough to do that. Um, they were really, really helpful and tried their best to help in any way, shape or form. So definitely don't be afraid. Um, I say, give it a try. If mm -hmm. you don't end up enjoying it, you know that you don't want to go back. That's fine. Then you can revert to other resources, but just try and go and see how it happens. Like, see how it plays out sort of thing um so that you're not regretting not going at all mm -hmm. absolutely um thanks like and, and i i do want to reiterate that there's so many services and within the academic success center you can meet with a peer academic coach and as like i mentioned those are upper year students whether it's about how do i study how do i take notes better how do i manage my time uh, but also the tutoring services which are max seven students at the time so you really get more of that individualized uh coaching and tutoring. Laika, what was your biggest challenge um, in your first year? My biggest challenge in first year was probably resetting my expectations for myself um, and knowing that I was going to be making a lot of mistakes over the next couple of years because I had already made a lot of mistakes in first year, starting with not reading the outlines that our props gave us. Um, <laughs> so side note, definitely read your outlines because that will set you up for the rest of the year. Um, but to just reset my expectations and know that school does not define the person I am. My grades don't define the person I am. It's the things that I do and my morals and my passion that defines me. So I would definitely say learning that and being a, be, being comfortable with that would be my biggest um, challenge. Okay, amazing. And Laika, if you could go back to your first yourself, knowing everything you know now, what kind of advice would you give her? Okay, I wrote these down because like I literally thought <laughs> for hours and I was like, okay, no, these have to be perfect. So my top three um, would be number one, actually I, I wrote four um, and I'm gonna reiterate one of them because it was also my biggest challenge in first year. So my first one is being okay with the fact that you're going to be making a lot of mistakes. Don't dwell too much on them, learn from them and move on and know how you wanna make the appropriate changes and decisions in following years. Um, the second thing would be taking care of your physical and mental health. Um, knowing when to prioritize them and knowing when you're able to move forward with it without taking further action um, to just be able to determine like okay now I need serious help or I just need to ask for help um, that is the most important thing and you should never put your own personal health on the back burner whether it's physical or mental um, so that would be my number two my number three is there's a saying that you are the average of the five people that you hang around with um, this one was a hard one for me to really just grasp 
and I'm still learning and I'm still adjusting because of it, but it's something that I've been told by a lot of very, very successful people um, that I need to be more aware of the people that I have around me because I will be the average of what they are. Um, so that's something to keep in the back of your mind. And the fourth and the last one is to learn to love to learn because you're going to continue to learn not just in university, but for the rest of your life and you need to be okay with that. So yeah, those would be my top four. So, so important and so powerful. Uh, Laika, if students wanna to continue to connect with you, how can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me at anything, really any platform. <laughs> uh, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, LinkedIn, um, email address. Amazing. Yeah. Lovely. So we have tagged uh, Laika, if you do want to send her message on Instagram at Ted Rogers FFB. She's in our story. We will share um, Laika's email and LinkedIn afterwards as well. Uh, but like, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing all those tips and resources because it's it's important to um, really keep that in mind throughout your whole journey and, and to set those expectations that it's okay to not always do as well as you wanted to in the first place, but that there are supports and resources. So really appreciate you being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.